Lara versus Castano. Fight prediction. Dun dun dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor.fm and of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. As you can probably tell, my throat is still jacked up. I'm just getting over a brutal, brutal weekend of binging on cocaine and sandblasting hookers. <laughs> That's a reference to my big boy out there, Mark Crowley, who posted that on my last podcast that my voice reminded him of him after a long weekend of cocaine and hookers. So that's a shout out to you, Mark. That actually made me laugh out loud. And then I started thinking maybe with this newfound sexy voice, I should do something like charge you guys for personal shout outs. Like for when you're with the ladies and you're about to make sexy time. Maybe something like, hey girl, are you about ready? To handle what Mark Crowley's going to give you. Do you think you can take that? Sit down. Shut up. And hold on. Because you're about to go on a ride of your lifetime. Something like that. That's for you, Mark. Make that your ringtone. Let's get into this. Lara. 25 wins, 3 losses, 2 draws, 14 wins by KO. Castano. Undefeated. 15-0. 11 KOs. This probably is going to be a case of what do you think Lara has left? And when you look at these odds, originally Lara opened as a pretty big favorite. Currently, he's sitting at minus 150 with Brian at plus 140. But if you look at what it opened at, he was over a 3-1 to one favorite. So all the money's come in on Castano. And I think that only has to do with probably people guessing about how much Lara has left how much gas is in the tank and then we'll get into that herd fight as well um fight goes to a decision minus 245 this is a 12 round fight fight doesn't go to a decision plus 185 again you can see most of Lara's, uh, Lara's fights this is this is not unexpected with the over under prop um Lara wins by decision plus 150 Castano wins by decision plus 240 fight is a draw two to one uh, 2001, excuse me. Castano wins inside, plus 510. Lara wins inside, 365, plus 365. So when you look at this, you're going to say, how come all this money's coming in on the unproven Castano? And honestly, like, even if you're high on him, if you look on his record, I mean, it's not even comparable, right? We're talking about Lara here. So it's got to be a case of, yeah, you're high on this cat, but you also think that Lara might be slowing down. Now, full disclosure, I picked uh, Lara to beat Hurd. I think Hurd is overrated in a sense. He's exciting, but he's very upright. He doesn't move his head. He's easy to hit, and he just eats punches like Tic Tacs. It's going to take a toll. Uh, eventually, he's going to get sparked out. It's got to happen. You can't get hit that much a la Antonio Margarito style you just eat and eat and eat at some point you're gonna pay a price I thought going into that fight that Lara would be able to outbox him just move around hit him clean and win a decision he almost got there but the bad part about that fight isn't necessarily that he lost a split decision it's how he closed he, he closed terribly he barely made it through the last round got dropped Th that's what you need to be looking at because you're trying to gauge how much Laura has left based off that herd fight 
And the way he closed the show doesn't speak very well for how much he has left. Now, is Brian on that level of herd? Well, up until this point, you have to say no. He really has. He's really unproven. He really is. If you look at his record, I mean, there's not a lot that we're going to be able to go off that's going to say on paper that he should be able to beat uh, Lara. And I think the books realize that as well, and that's why they opened it. It's the public that have moved the line from three to one down to what it currently says, like minus one fifty. So the public is more confident in Brian than the books are. Now, on paper, I think Lara has a huge advantage here. It's really for me is how much does he have has left when i look at the herd fight everything was pretty much going to you know going to the plan and then he hit that wall and of course herd can punch and this situation came where he's all of a sudden looked like he might get actually stopped i don't think brian's in that same categories herd forget skill wise just pressure wise he likes to pressure, but I've noticed when he fights, he'll pressure and he'll back off. He'll pressure and he'll back off. He'll pressure and he'll back off. To put sustained pressure like Herd did on Lara is something different. I haven't seen that in his career against lesser opposition, and I'm not certain he's going to be able to do that against Lara. He might have to. If Lara's boxing his socks off with this, I come in, I come out, I come in, I come out. If that doesn't work, is probably only other option is to go balls to the wall put the foot on the pedal and try to press lara like most of lara's opponents do will he have success with that well this could be a case of really how much lara has left and then what happens mid to late rounds because you've got to think going in that lara will probably be lara early on even to mid even into the mid rounds you're probably going to assume lara still has enough left in the tank skills wise that he's gonna look like how we expect him to look it's those the little bit you know those championship rounds we're talking 10 11 12 somewhere around there that it, it could get dicey and you if it's a close fight going into those last couple of rounds and the younger kid is still fresh and putting pressure on lara even if he doesn't drop him like herd did and have him in that kind of trouble in a close fight, those last few rounds could make or break the fight. And I think that's why you've gotten the money in on Brian is because you have questions about how Laura performed against Hurd, but more importantly, how he closed against Hurd. And then you see him open up against a young undefeated cat at, you know, over three to one. And it just, you're bound to get money on the undefeated kid with people saying, I don't think Laura has enough to eke by this and you know if nothing else brian can make it close so in a close fight why am i going to take the three to one favorite if this could go either way on the cards which on paper this probably does go to a decision and you can see the over under we talked about the total of minus 245 to go 12 and then depending on your book there's even nine and a half ten and a half but of course those are all favored as well higher than the minus 245 for a decision so if you're thinking you know, this could be close either way, a point either way, two points, a draw type of fight, depending on if Lara isn't Lara and he starts to fade in the mid to late rounds. Brian takes over. It was a close fight up until that point. Who wins? A split decision, majority decision type of fight. And I think that's why you're getting money on Castano. Now, I'll tell you straight up, on paper, I favor Lara. And it's really, to me, how much does he have left? What's he going to bring? If the fighter that showed up against Hurd shows up, he probably still has enough to win, guys. I mean, 
he was doing pretty good against Hurd, who, like I said, brings different tools to this game than Castano does, and is a little more proven than Castano as well. And Lara was still, you know, he was still hanging in there until the very end, and then of course things got dicey. So can Brian replicate that? And if he can, can he do it for twelve rounds? And if he can, can he close the show like Hurd did? So there's a there's a lot in my mind uh, that's unproven about Brian, and we talk about this all the time that there's levels. Sometimes I'm totally wrong. These prospects, these kids, they face a veteran. They face somebody that looks like on paper that's going to give them trouble. They haven't really faced the real competition yet, and they shine. And then other times they fall flat on their face, and they look terrible, and people are like, how did they ever get this shot in the first place? He had fought nobody close to Lara's level, and then all of a sudden everybody's betting on him. You, you guys know how it goes. So you could get either way here because these are the type of fights that show us. These are the type of fights that show us, does Lara have enough? If he has enough on paper, you're getting a gift at minus 150. I'm telling you that straight. On paper, you're getting a gift. Obviously, if he doesn't, then it doesn't matter what line you get because if he loses, you lose. But I'm just saying, when you look at this fight and you look at it on paper and you map it out, Lara has clear advantages in almost everywhere. Even when you're talking about punching power, I don't consider Lara a puncher at all. But even Castano, I mean, like I said, go look at the style of fight that he fights. Do you really think that he's just going to blast Lara out with a single shot? If he does, my lord, what was wrong with Lara? He really was shot. Lara's been in with much bigger hitters than Castano, and, and, and when you're factoring the quality of oppositions, it's not even close. So you got to figure, can this cat, this young kid, Brian, you know, hang with the, the boxer puncher, Lara, over the course of 12 rounds and keep it close enough that he's able to eke out a decision? In my opinion, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at a decision probably either way, unless the skill gap is just too wide and you see that sometimes where if Lara's skill is just so much better than Brian that he's just able to hit him at will and it's a mismatch from round one on sometimes you get those type of stoppages where where none of us would consider Lara a big puncher but something crazy where it's just pure domination from start to finish Brian can't get out of the way he's got no offense that's landing and Lara's just picking him apart round after round after round you guys know exactly what I'm talking about sometimes you get those those skill gap type of stoppages that otherwise wouldn't happen but because they're on just two different level of playing fields you see that happen but without something like that I think the books probably have it pegged it right of going to a decision. I think the opening line on paper was probably accurate. I think, again, the minus 150, in my opinion, on paper is low for Lara straight. Um, you could definitely look at Lara wins by decision because you're getting basically plus 150 where you lay him straight at minus 150. That would have to come into if you guys think that Lara could have a huge advantage in skill. And then you're going to have to factor in if you think it's possible that he just got one of those stoppages we just talked about. If you don't think that's probable, then you would definitely look at Lara by decision. Because like I said, you're getting plus 150 instead of laying minus 150. Which, in all honesty, is still a great line if you think Lara is head and shoulders above this kid. Or even can eke it out somehow, some way when his line to open at minus uh, 310 roughly. 
And as far as Brian goes, it's the same thing. When you look at uh, Castano wins by decision, you're looking at plus 240. And then if you're looking at him by inside, you're looking at roughly around 5 to 1, depending on the book. So you can see there's a big difference there as well. The books don't expect Brian to be the one that's going to finish Lara. And like I said, even on paper, he has like 11 KOs out of 13 wins or something like that. And he, uh, out of 15 wins. And so it seems like he may be a bigger puncher than what he actually is. But if you look at his style, level of competition, I... I'm not really worried about that. Lara would have to be shot, guys, in my opinion, for him to get stopped. That's not to say that he's not up to snuff and everything's not 100% and he hasn't got a little bit long in the tooth or any of that. That could make a close fight if you're going 12 rounds or he fades again. And in a close fight, that allows Brian to eke out a draw or more majority decision. Certainly, all those are real possibilities. We need to see what Lara shows up how much he has, and how long he can go. How long can he go as Lara? How long can he go with his boxing? Is his legs still there? Can he move around? Is he going to just go into complete prevent defense? You know, there, there's a lot with Lara that you get. Sometimes sometimes he's more aggressive than others. It's the same thing. If his legs are going, is he going to stand with Brian more? If he does that, does he have the benefit there? Does he have the, the skills to sit there and trade with Brian for 12 rounds. There's a lot. So we got to see what Lara brings. So I'm not saying there's not danger there. Especially after the herd fight and the way he closed. Had he not closed that way. I think I would have been even a little higher on Lara. But the way he closed was kind of scary to me. That you know he looked really really bad there. So you got to factor in. You know he's getting a little bit long in the tooth anyway. And then you throw in the herd fight. And you go how much did that take out of him as well. Yeah, he lost the fight, but he took the punishment. So I can see why there's people on Brian. If you if you uh, tweet me or you comment on this and, and you like Brian, I'm going to have a very hard time saying, yeah, you know, you can't bet that guy because of this, that, and the other. I can see definitely both sides and why people are betting him, especially at the earlier lines. Now at plus 140, I mean, that's not that great of a line against an unproven kid who's facing by far the best fighter he's ever faced. But early on, you can make a much better case for betting on Brian than, in my opinion, you can now. And the same thing with Lara. If you were looking at Lara and you're like, man, he's, you know, minus 310 and he struggled with her. He didn't look good. I wonder how much you have questions about him. Maybe you don't pull the trigger at three to one. But when it's been chopped in half, it looks a lot more enticing. So I think that's what you're looking at. I think a lot of people can make a case either way for either guy. And I don't think you're necessarily going to be wrong. It's just, in my opinion, I do favor Lara. But again, that's with, I mean, we got to be honest here. That is with the warning that this has to be the Lara that we've known and loved and saw. And even the Lara on the herd fight, like you've got to be able to fight that first half of the fight like that and, and still be able to, you know, survive and move and still have some type of offense. Even if you lose the rounds, you know, 10, 11 or 12 round, you're going to have to have done the work early. So if this is a case of Lara getting long in the tooth, and this fight goes 12, and he wins, look at that 10-11-12. Because if you start to see him continuously fade in 10-11-12, 11-12, then you know there's going to be issues. Because as he continues to fight, you're going to expect those things to happen. And against the better fighters and more experienced fighters and the top fighters in the division, 
that can end your night. You saw that against Hurd. Very, very, very close. So there's a lot of things that you need to be looking at here in this fight, not just who you bet on and who wins, especially if we're talking about Lara. If he wins, how he wins, how he looks, how he closes the show. These are the things that are going to help you for the next time Lara comes around and he's up against somebody else to be able to decide if Lara's a favorite, if Lara's the underdog. Stylistically, how, how does it match up? It's going to help you be able to determine how much gas you think Lara has left in the tank. And that's important because one, he's a mover. Like I said, he's a boxer puncher. We're not talking about an old George Foreman here that just walks forward with a clubbing, you know, jab and right hand and just blasts people out. We're talking about a guy who likes to move, who likes to set up his punches, who uses his legs a lot. And then if you start to see him little subtle things where he's standing more, where it's action-packed and people will like it, but is is that really beneficial to his style and longevity? I believe he's 30-something 30, 30 now, 37, 35. Is that, is that beneficial to him at this stage of his career? And those are things that will help you determine if you want to back him or fade him in future fights. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.